0: Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking all about the Shang-Chi trailer. We'll also be talking about some other trailers as well for upcoming shows. And we're going to be giving our thoughts on some of this week's Disney Plus and Star originals, including Loki, Wolfgang and the Mysterious Benedict Society. So before we jump into any of that, Quick bit of housekeeping, if you haven't already done so, make sure you do go check us out over on whatsondisneyplus.com. You can obviously favourite or bookmark the website, so you can keep coming back to it. You can follow us on social media, such as Facebook. We also have a Facebook group of over 170,000 members. And you can also follow us on Twitter. And I would say, if you can follow us over Twitter, that would be great. Because we're literally like 20 people away from 20,000 subscribers over there. So it'll be, I, don't, I, don't know, I just want to just, 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 just go, go over the number a bit. So yeah, so follow us over there. and um, Also, you can find us on Patreon and YouTube channel memberships, which help support the website, the channel, the podcast, and everything that goes along with it, helping with hosting fees podcast fees all the rest of it and all the other associated um bills that come with running the website so you can support us from as little as two dollars a month you get early access to some reviews this week they've had early access to iron man 2 which will be available for everyone to watch tomorrow and also we have a live q a which will be going up live on sunday evening so youtube channel members can join in on the live chat and patreon and youtube channel members can submit questions in advance so big thank you to um all of our subscribers over there. So kicking off first off to Sarah for being a Platinum supporter. That really does make a massive difference every month for that one. So thank you for your support. Also a big hello to Andrew, Jacob, Khaled, Red Marsman, Andrew, Cody, Darren, The Juice, Lester, Lauren, and James on Patreon. Well, over on YouTube, a big hello and thank you to Bad Dog Gaming. We've also got Johnny T. We've got J Blue, Amit, um, Angels Army. We've also got Raphael, my VCR Still Works, Abina. Joshua, Adam, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah, thank you for all of your supports. As I said, it really does make a massive difference in supporting our whole website and everything that goes along with it. All right, let's jump into it. So, in terms of news, there's been uh, there's not been a huge amount this week. There wasn't any kind of major um, Disney Plus announcements, but we're going get some new trailers and stuff. The big one was um, Shang-Chi and the Ten Golden Rings, which is going to be coming to cinemas on September the 3rd. And, and there's at least a 45-day exclusivity window. So it means while I'm I'm still not convinced it's going to be going to Disney Plus after 45 days. I would imagine maybe digital platforms first to purchase. But who knows? Disney could surprise us with it. Um, but also I still wouldn't be at all surprised if they end up pulling in Premier Access if Black Widow does very nicely. I'm still kind of as we know with everything right now with movies, we should definitely put a big kind of asterisks next to everything that there is swings can change um, but what did you think of this trailer for james
1: as is a, a good trailer showed off some good action showed off the rings for the first time uh wasn't actually expecting the way that they did the rings which was uh different from the what you think of when you think of rings but it yeah be kind interesting
0: because kind of, i always just thought of it like the mandarin's rings from like the animated series where yeah. you know they had like he had 10 rings on his fingers well one on each finger and this is kind of like weird, almost like um, bracelets rather than rings.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so in the comics, each of the rings has its own power, like it's ice, fire, controls over various things. Earth, they probably uh, pretty <laughs> like, much. I this mean, a, this pl- by, our, <laughs> by our powers combined, we are the ten rings. Yeah, uh, they they were probably worried that it would be a little too close to the Infinity Rings uh, or rings, the Infinity Stones, uh, and also. You know they are a bit overpowered when they're used properly. It's always been a bit of a trick having anybody beat them, so now having them just kind of be like super cestus weapon. I don't know, they'll they, be interesting to see. If, no, I, yeah, if they're so just you
0: have a, sorry, I was gonna if, say, if you is, is does Shang-Chi have any superpowers other than the rings?
1: No, uh, and in fact, he does not have the rings, uh, or. At least in the marvel universe he does not get the rings or if he does he only holds them temporarily Uh, Hmm. and in fact i think his connection to the mandarin is pretty tenuous at best it's it's pretty much along the lines of they're two chinese characters so they must be related you know from like this you know that that kind of mindset so he has has no superpowers at all his superpower is he's the best fighter on the planet that is literally it uh and Typically, they specify he is the best unarmed fighter in the planet, although he is master of weapons. He normally fights without them. Uh, so he's yeah. Iron Fist without the Iron Fist ability, but yeah. he could take Iron Fist in a fight.
0: It just, I think for the trailer, it kind of was a little bit like he, just, he looked a bit superpowered because he was, well, I mean, yeah, it just the way he just looked, it just it definitely felt like he was, you know, flying off of buildings and they couldn't kill him and he's fighting all kinds of, you know, Abominations and <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, and that
1: vibe. communing with dragons, fin yeah. phantom, uh, etc. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll wait and see. It might just be, well, uh, kind of like a tribute to the wuxia films, mm. uh, you know, crouching tiger, things like yeah. that. Uh, or it might be uh, they actually powered him up a bit. We'll we'll yeah. find
0: out. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm really excited about this movie. This is one that, and um, this trailer actually did. Um, I mean, I was pretty excited, but this kind of. Leveled it up, I think, a bit more, bit more sort of. I don't know. Just I, I'm really looking forward to having something fresh and new. And because while, like, you know, obviously we've had one division, great. You know, Falcon and the Winter Surgeon, great. Loki, even better. And then we got Black Widow coming up. Shang Chi is like, oh, this is new. This is a brand new character. I know nothing about this character at all. I'm going, you know, I literally I've never read, I've never seen. I don't think I've ever read him in a comic book. I've never seen him in an animated series. Series. I don't think I've even seen him in a video game. That's how, like, he's you know he's not been in any kind of media that I've seen him in. He definitely was. I don't think he was even in my Marvel Top Trumps as a kid. You know, <laughs> it was a kind of thing of um, this is a character I got like no information about at all. So I I'm kind of looking yeah. So I'm I'm really looking forward to something fresh.
1: Yeah, I mean they've tried to bring him into the comics a handful of times, like give his own series or or team him up with somebody, but he has been. Pretty obscure up until a couple of years ago when they started to to push him a bit more for obvious reasons now. Yeah, um, yeah if if people had tried to talk, talk about him I don't know, five years or more ago, you might have thought he, he was just a joke character. Oh, his name is Shang-Chi and he's a Kung Fu, huh? That's, you know, yeah. a relic of a bygone era kind of deal. But uh, here he is. The trailer looks really good. I just want some good Kung Fu fighting. It looks like we're going to get that. Uh, the rest is cake.
0: Yeah, and also, I don't think any of us were expecting The Abomination. That was definitely a bit of a loop back into The Incredible Hulk, which I think will then play into the upcoming She-Hulk Disney Plus series. Um, and just the fact that he's going into fight, I think, you know, a lot of people weren't expecting that, and that kind of connection to the larger sort of MCU, which is what we've all been waiting for. Um, but yeah, I, I think that was a big surprise for everyone. Because that, that, Abomination was even trending on Twitter. That was kind of how much people were caught surprised by that.
1: I, I know they've been trying to bring Abomination back in. Like he was supposed to be part of Civil War uh, mm. at, and things like that. Uh, so I'm glad they finally got in. This is not where I would have expected it, but
0: glad to have him back. Yeah. No, so I, I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, yeah, definitely looking good. So I said it. My, when do you think this will be on Disney Plus? Do you think 90 days after cinema release or do you think they're going to go for the 45? So
1: my my rough guess here would be we'll get the cinema release 45 days. We'll get it released digitally on marketplaces, which will include a Disney uh, premiere uh, access, maybe not at $30, but maybe yeah. like a, a discounted because it's already been in theaters for 45 mm. and then uh, regular release after that, probably another 45 days to yeah. top out at 90, but I'm thinking closer to 45.
0: Yeah, no, def- definitely could see that being a thing of going, um, a little bit i I could see premier access returning um as i said like that maybe like ten dollars fifteen dollars to get like early access to it you know they might start experimenting with that one i just can't quite see them going the 45 days though paramount are doing it with their paramount with their movies um you know i think the window is definitely short i mean you think originally we were talking six to eight months for new movies so now we're talking about 45 days to 90 days is kind of going to become the standard but um, I don't know. I, I'm still convinced that Premiere Access is going to be something that they're going to be using for a while. I don't think that's going to be going anywhere. But yeah, so let's know what you think of, uh, of the Shang-Chi trailer to hear your thoughts on all of this in the comments below. We also had another trailer this week, Only Murder is in the Building, which is going to be coming to Hulu and on to Disney Plus internationally as a Star Original on a Tuesday, August the 31st, with new episodes dropping weekly. Now, what's interesting with this, obviously Hulu is Hulu's getting it weekly. And we're going to be getting it internationally on the same day. So now we've got a Tuesday release. Now, I can tell you, September's now becoming a little bit more busier for us in the UK because on Mondays, we get new episodes of The Walking Dead Season 11. Tuesdays, we're getting only murderers in the building. Wednesdays is the new Fridays. And then Fridays is the old Fridays. Um, So we're going to be getting four days a week with new content right through August, September and a bit beyond. So I'm really glad that they've sorted this out with the release schedules with Hulu and Disney+, Plus, us getting it on the same day. I think this is great. This is, you know, this is what we need. We need more of this. And none of what they've done with, like, Love, Victor, Season 2 and Modoc, where, you know, they got everything a week and then we didn't. Um, so I do feel like that was a bit better. Um, it is a tricky one. And I'm wondering if Hulu's going to shift over to more of that weekly release as well, because they're doing it with some other shows. Um, so hopefully we can get it. Hopefully there'll be some news soon about... American Horror Stories because I've had so many people question me, <laughs> ask me about is that coming to Disney Plus as well because it isn't it's going to be a Star original over here the new si- the new spin-off series and that's coming to Hulu I think the July the fifteenth so everyone's like well are we get said, they're going to wait and hope that's going to be a big announcement of its own kind um, but yeah so it's just kind of pretty cool did you happen to watch that trailer I did watch that trailer um,
1: this came out of nowhere for me I'd, I'd heard the name before but I knew nothing about it uh, for whatever reason I kind of had it as like a a spinoff of um, how to get away with murder or something like that. Oh, yeah. So, so I was not expecting this at all, but I, I did enjoy it. It's great to see um, Martin short, Martin yeah. uh, uh, Steve Martin. Sorry. That's what I was Martin, looking yeah. for. And then Selena Gomez. It's like, yeah. this is a really weird pairing. Um, but all three of them looked great in the trailer. Uh, it did not give away much uh, in terms of like the plot, which is what you want yeah. for a murder mystery kind of show uh yeah this went from like i'm familiar with the name to oh i'm looking forward to this really fast
0: the trailer for me i mean i've been looking forward to this one since we first heard about it but the trailer actually got me even more interested i've been a big fan of those two since i I mean they were quite a big thing for us i think back in the 80s and 90s you know they were a bit you know especially martin short was in like a load of big movies and i'm just interested to see where this goes whether or not they could pull it off You know, it's one thing with a trailer, but hopefully they've been able to work on this and get this right. I think Selena Gomez is going to change it up a little bit and maybe make it a little bit more um, drama-read, sort of drama-fed, rather than just them messing about. It is a dark comedy. It's kind of funny because I mentioned it to my wife and she ears picked up at the name and she was expecting, you know, like How to Get Away with Murder. You know, something like the glooming, something a little bit more edgy, and then I said, "Martin she a mile short," and um, Steve Martin, and she went, "No." Yeah. <laughs> that was the end of it. Um, but I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this, uh, as well as I'm really, I'm just loving the fact that Disney have sorted out the distribution for this to make it a bit more just universal, and I think that is definitely a great thing moving forward. And like I said, just strange now. I was doing putting together the UK list for September, and I'm going okay we're at like four days a week <laughs> four days a week is like that's certainly this was the problem um with you know when you've got 12 to 15 shows dropping a week you can't drop them all on a friday <laughs> so i'm glad that we're starting to get a little bit more of a spread out
1: and and i do appreciate this part of like kind of the throwback to the old days of and yeah, on Tuesday, you watch this show. On Wednesday, you watch that show. Now, of course, you're not bound to it. This yeah. drops on Tuesday. You don't have to watch it on Tuesday. You can wait till Friday or wait for the whole thing to drop and binge it all. But yeah, it it, it brings back that anticipation of going, what am I going to watch tonight? What am I going to watch tomorrow?
0: And being able to go, oh, there's something new. Yeah, but uh, the thing is, I find this whole thing, the trouble with dropping everything on Fridays, and I, you tend to like watch most of it like Friday, maybe Saturday, and by the time you hit, like, Monday, Tuesday, you're kind of like you're scratching around, you're, you're um, scratching around, you like, what's out? What's new? What should we watch? And it's all the kind of things that you kind of put on the list of, oh, well, I will watch that at some point. You know, you your ones that are you your, your bottom tier one. So I do like the idea of them spreading out a little bit. You know, yeah. then I know that, like, you know, Monday mornings I'm going to have Walking Dead and then it'll be like this on Tuesday. And so every day is going to have a different um, thing to watch. And I'm definitely looking yeah. forward to that. And just nice having, having a lot of choice.
1: That's basically what i meant um, and having major releases come out on different days means that you don't have to pick and choose which ones you want mm. uh, that happened a little bit this week because there were actually quite a few friday drops and we'll get to that mm. in the review section but and of course way back when this first launched and they're like 18 shows that <laughs> and we we're like oh my goodness which ones do i pick and they drop off very quickly whereas if they had spaced those out back in the beginning, we could have been like, all right, I'll watch Jeff Goldblum on Monday and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And they would not necessarily have fallen away quite so fast.
0: Uh, so it's, 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 I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this show. And like I said, it's, it's definitely one of the, and, you know, I mean, they put out, I think recently there was, there's been a few sh- mentions of a few FX shows um, like Hulu and Disney plus internationally are going to be getting at least 35 FX shows dropping. know so that's a lot of shows to be dropping not necessarily all at once but that's just within a year so that's i mean that's quite a lineup just in itself um just for original content let alone about hulu originals and star originals and you know i mean and all kinds of stuff dropping
1: and the fx originals do have a tendency to be pretty good i mean i know there's some duds in there but uh it did seem like for several years there they had Quite an amazing lineup, and I'm not even talking about like Walking Dead. I mean, Mm -hmm. Fargo was a great series, Gifted was a good series. They had other ones uh, tossed in there, so I think uh, we
0: watched, we watched like Black Narcissist. Um, I think it was also like Pose, was it Pose, was one? Um, and I like my wife loves American horror stories. I also enjoyed American Crime Story, the one with um, the Cardassians, like Mm -hmm. dad. I enjoyed that one so there's been like a few things over time and stuff um well we also got a new trailer for turner and hooch which is coming on at the 21st of uh, july that's coming on a wednesday still trying to get used to all of this changeover um saw the new trailer for me instantly just like as a dog person and someone that completely loved the whole thing of turner and hooch the original movie um this trailer for me was like yeah this is exactly what i want mm-hmm. it's more of it I mean, they did kill off Tom Hanks in the first in the trailer, which I thought was a little bit mean. But um, well, <laughs> I think mean, they kind of got that out of there. They've got that out of the way. He is not turning up. they're not, He's not going to be in it. There's no cameo from Tom Hanks. Um, but he's playing. It's kind of like a reboot, but at the same time, the, the guy is Tom Hanks' son. It looks like the you know his mum's appearing in it so there's a few characters from the movie appearing in this one and yeah it's just more of the same of hooch is going to be causing loads of mayhem Uh, but ultimately you know we all know that he's gonna have a soft spot for him i've already i love the dog i i love those type of dogs and i I, as someone that as a british bulldog i kind of put them british uh, boxers they've all kind of got the same um french frenchies you know they're all the kind of dogs i love so that's definitely for me i'm so
1: (laughs) yeah no no, no problems with the dogs at all. Um, I wasn't entirely sold on the main human character. Uh, we'll see how it goes in the actual uh, show once he gets a chance to actually, you know, do more than than show off the uh, slapstick that's going to be going yeah. on there. It, it is too bad we won't see Tom Hanks. I don't think anyone was really expecting that, though. He's he's yeah. way too expensive for a, a show <laughs> like this. But it, I did like that they kind of tied it in where there's just like, this is the reason why Hooch is going over to
0: his son. Well, it's, it's not even who it's it or, might well, be Hooch, the, the generational. Hooch, Hooch yeah. the third or something like that. But oh, um, it's
1: probably like
0: the eighth, honestly. Yeah. It's I again, it's just a lot of fun. So this will be a 12-episode series, and it'll be running every Wednesday from July the 21st. So we'll be running, I think the finale of that one's in October. So we've got a good, you know, good three months of this show. Um, so I'm looking forward to this one. This one, and also again. As while I'm a little bit like, don't want um, all these reboots and sequels. I'm just glad it's not in high school. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just, just glad, glad it's not about kids. Um, you know, there's a chase scene, and you it's, it's yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to this one. A nice little bit of a palate cleanse every week with all the different stuff coming out. We will be talking about a lot of kids today. Uh, for yeah, sure. so, so let's jump now into, um, we're going to start talking about some of the Disney Plus originals and Star originals this week. So I'm going to start off on, and this was a little bit more of a. issue. So I watched the latest episode. I've been watching the High School Musical, the Music of the Music of the Music of the Series and watched the episode yesterday and I literally messaged my, my other mods in the group and were like, is anybody else really struggling with the show? And I, I've been like, the thing is, this show is, the what? Yeah, you, you stop watching. <laughs> um, the thing is, all the dancing and all the singing is fantastic. So don't get. So I'm not getting away with the fact of when they put on a performance, it's really good, right? And that you can tell they're all talented. But there's been no story. There's just no thing pulling you forward. The characters don't seem to have developed at all. And I'm feeling like 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 episode seven, the characters haven't changed one bit from episode seven from episode one they've just been the story hasn't gone anywhere you know and it, and you sort of getting to the end of the episodes going okay so if you take out the performances nothing happened and it's all like so i don't say so it's just i'm really struggling with it it's already at the kind of the bottom tier of my originals right now but i really enjoyed the first series i really enjoyed it but the second series is so dull because it just feels like okay we're going to give all of these um all, all the crew all, all the all the cast they're all going to have their big moments they're all going to have these big and we're just going to try and get to these moments and i don't know what it is it's just that you know they're not you know we know that they're good date but the trouble is they now know that they're too good and that's kind of becoming a bit of a thing you know they're toying around the whole thing of you know the the love love trying and all this kind of stuff and it's like yeah but it's like everything sometimes with these shows they're great at Get, have the tension to get people together, but they don't know what to do once they get them together. And then the instant thing is, oh, we're gonna try and split them up. It's like, well, you spent the first half of the epi- first season trying to keep them back together again. And now it's like, I don't know, I'm just really struggling. And I did a few other people in um, mods and stuff of agreed So let me know if I've right or wrong. I know there are a lot of people loving it, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of the hype about this series. You know, there's been nothing in our Facebook group. You know, we know when, I know when something's popular, when, when, you know, you're just seeing post after post after post, you know, like, like in the last week we had loads of Luca content, loads of Loki stuff, you know, people asking about the Mysterious Benedict Society, but I don't think I've seen a high school musical post in weeks, um, which is never a good sign. Yeah, I would have thought with the success of Olivia Rodrigo, um, that would have given it a bit of a boost, but our character is just really annoying me in this series, it's just so... I don't know I'm just really struggling with this one. It's like um we got a few more episodes left of the season but when are we actually kind of I don't know there's just there's no conflict. I don't know they tried to make this whole conflict up with the other high school but it just feels so fake and just I don't care. I mean <laughs> it's just really I'm just like it's such a weird thing of going I really enjoyed that first season but this second season is just really lacking in any terms of conflict or story or any reason for it to exist really. <laughs> Well, even by the end of episode three, which is as far as I
1: got, yeah. um, I got the impression that the big idea for the series was, or the season was, we're going to make everyone think that we're going to do High School Musical 2 because we did High School Musical 1 yeah. in the first season. Um, and no, it's a fake out. We're doing Beauty and the Beast. And that was like the entire idea behind the series, but they revealed it in the trailer. So it wasn't even a surprise yeah. to begin with. And two, this like, okay, so you're not doing what we expect. Cool. So what are you going to do? And and they they didn't really have an answer for that. And instead, like you said, they're, they're dropping back on uh, the old standard um, standards for the genre. We can get two people together, but they can't be happy together. Yeah. Uh, we can get two people together, but there's a third person who's not happy and intentionally or otherwise tries to break it apart. Uh, there will be an internal conflict conflict because this person doesn't feel like they're measuring up to the uh, the rest of the group or yeah or you know and, and it's like i i mean you, most people could write this in their sleep yeah it, it's
0: just it's just really feeling quite um and and i will be honest i think now with especially with all the star originals dropping in as well internationally you know we'll be it is at the bottom of my pile and that's not you know you'd have imagined that this show is like, you know, at the same time, you know, we had the Big Shot overshadowing it. We had the Muddy Ducks as well. And then we've obviously had Loki and all the rest. But it, for me, it's just like, this show really is just like, I mean, I know that there's been some amazing performances on it. I think like last week, um, Seb did one for of The Climb. Great. The perform but it's like, we need more than just these. But in some ways as well, the, the performances are too polished. You know, they did this big like mob breakout scene of um, doing the mob song from... And they all doing this dance off, and it was like, I can't, it's like this feels like um, you know. I know it's supposed to be a um, you know. They just seem to have dropped the mockumentary side of things, you know, where they used to look at the camera and wink and kind of acknowledge the fact that it was real. Like this is just like I don't know. They just seem to have lost it all. I think they just again, it just feels like they just they've they they all want all the cast just to have these amazing performances, but they and they don't want to do anything. I don't know. Just the stories are all just very very dull of just. You know, I'm thinking now. on episode seven, we literally, you could have gone from the from the last episode of season one to this episode. And in reality, nothing has changed. And it's quite, and that's not good. So, I mean, the conceit of the series, all the way back to the original movie, has always
1: been overproduced mm-hmm. dance numbers with these teenagers and, and yeah. singing. And, and those pieces are always noticeably higher quality than the rest of the movie. Yeah. But you do still need those pieces in between to... To glue it all together to give you a reason to care otherwise just do it as the mickey mouse club and and they do a couple of songs each mm. each time and that's and then they end with like m-i-c-k-e-y and and that's it yeah. it you do need that story in the middle and it does sound like uh maybe COVID got in the way we mm. we can be charitable and, and kind of give them a, a bit of a break
0: on that but at the end of the day if it's not engaging then it's not engaging no and i know they extended a couple of episodes for the season so again we're in that kind of filler zone mid filler season where it's like you know they've got no conflict moving and i the conflict with this final school i'm like um it's a competition with other schools so there's gonna be more than one school so maybe focus less on trying to well what, wouldn't, is it a bit, yeah, wouldn't that be a
1: great know. twist though like they're, they're so <laughs> focused on this one school like this is the school to beat and then they get there and like Oh, they placed like 12th out of 14th. <laughs> they're not even in the rankings. These guys over here, who you don't even know are oh, actually the best.
0: They're, they're probably going to, you know, we know they're going to probably win. because. But I of mean, I'm sitting there going, these kids really need to practice more. Because it's like, they're all just, we're going to do our own song. We're going to do our own thing. It's like, you're not really, actually, you're not, you're all quite, you all want the line. I don't know. I'm just really struggling with the show. So I want to do a bit of a rant on that one. Because it's a bit like, sometimes it's like, I've kind of got to the end of that show. Going, I've got to write a review of this. I'm really like, okay so there yeah, yeah, so that was that was that was my that was my negative one of the week um you, you
1: can't actually see it but i actually have popcorn off screen because i did know <laughs> going into this that there was a ranting
0: coming so yes yeah, so i came that, prepared that um moving from that one there we also had a new effects series drop internationally called pride which is a six-part documentary series about um civil rights movement a bit of a shift in tone um this one goes right back to like the 50s up to the noughties and just each each episode focuses on a different um decade looking at you know the the key people involved in kind of uh gay rights and kind of going through and i'm gonna be honest i watched i watched this one and this was one of those documentaries ago going. there was so much in here i didn't know what was i didn't know i didn't know most of this stuff was going on it was quite an eye opener of kind of, you know, what the issues were, how that people were treated, uh, especially back in, in um, sort of, you know, in the fifties and the sixties and yeah. Cause you hear about all this stuff moving forward and obviously us being born in the eighties, you know, you know, the, the later episodes are a bit more relatable, but those early episodes for me were quite, there some hard hitting story. I mean, it's a very hard hitting documentary. This is not sh- sugary co- coated. They really get in on it. And, um, I'd really recommend um watching it um it's definitely hard. I wouldn't recommend trying to watch all of them back to back. I did about four back to back, and then was like, no, I need to take a break for it a bit because I did have that like, early access to them. Um, but it was definitely, uh, definitely a very interesting one. I feel like like with Pride, obviously this month, and you know we're having all the big sugary um things. I mean, they're doing a big event on Facebook and YouTube this weekend. Lots of, and that's all great, but I actually found like this was actually. The thing of this was for me was more of the things of finding out some proper information having it presented in a very serious way but also just giving us the facts and what's led through it i just i just i just thought it was a really very well made documentary and um, for me it was about gaining more knowledge and something i didn't know about and sometimes that's always i think a, a good thing this was for me a, a really powerful documentary
1: well i mean that's that's the purpose of documentaries right <laughs> yeah. as much
0: as we love our shark and whale documentaries you know <laughs>
1: uh it, it's good to watch documentaries about stuff we don't know about going into it and even though a lot of the focus on this is obviously in america uh, well all yeah. of it um i did not know much of this i do not know much of the history of pride prior to mm. about 2000 or so and uh, even going back the 50 years because this started in the 50s mm. yeah. uh or the the series started in the 50s i should say uh it's a massively different culture than it is now you don't having grown up in like the 80s and 90s and stuff yeah it was always still a taboo subject it was still oh the the, those people right but you compare it to the 50s you're like oh my god how did these people ever have the courage to do that in the first place
0: yeah, it's a very powerful documentary. Definitely, definitely worth watching. I think I was yeah, like I said, break it down into smaller chunks rather than trying to do it all because there's six episodes, so they're nearly about an hour each, but definitely a very powerful documentary we also got um another new documentary this week wolfgang which is all about wolfgang puck the i did mention it briefly last week and i will say check out i did put up a video on tuesday where i um actually spoke with wolfgang puck and the director of the documentary he was so great to talk to um he was so full of personal it's such a weird thing of like for me like he didn't he wasn't a big thing here in the uk you know he wasn't a well-known chef um but having watched the documentary and then just speaking to him, I was just like, oh, I could see why, you know, he's so popular. I'm so going there next time I'm in, in America to go and get something to eat. Because it's that kind of thing. I'm like, I'm intrigued now. I want to see what it tastes like. Um, but yeah, this, so this documentary, did you have a chance to watch this one? I did. I watched this one. I enjoyed it for the most part.
1: Um, and I'll say something a little contradictory here. Uh, I thought it was both too long and too fast at the same time. Uh by the end of it about the time they talk about his divorce uh, yeah. from that, I, I just kind of like uh, started tuning it out, not because of divorce. That's just the time yeah. measure that I'm using here. Uh, but at the same time, like the first half of the movie or the show, they like were zipping through it. Uh, mm. and, and then he opened this restaurant and it was super successful. And then he opened this and it was super successful. And then he tried this Chinese restaurant and it was super successful. I was like, can we stop and take a look at this a little bit? Uh, Cause yeah. Cause it was the first 15 to 20 minutes that were fascinating where they were talking yeah. about his early life and hit mm. the first steps and they gave it time to breathe and actually give us the context.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me personally, as someone, you know, that's had, had a uh, catering business and all the rest of it. I found that aspect very interesting um, about the success of it and how, you know, he built it and the issues that he had and, I was because I was saying this to me when I went shopping so we were out in the car for a bit and I was saying about this documentary and about how you know this whole thing of the restaurateur the owner the guy of the restaurant you know that was the thing that they used to want to be it wasn't about the cook or the chef it was about who owned the restaurant was the one that kind of stood at the front had his name above it and goes you know this is my place my restaurant and this cook's kind of did what they want and of course it all shifted it's all shifted now so now you don't see that it's now all about the, who's the chef is they're the one um and again it just like this whole shift of how what came about you know of improving food and all the rest of it i just found it fascinating i can see what you meant with the timing wise because i think it's about 75 80 minutes so on one hand it, like you said it felt fast and there were some areas i think that i would like more information on like i said on that whole bit of Why did that succeed? What happened here? You know, where did they go? Right. But I was also a little bit more intrigued of like, okay, what went wrong? What, what were some of the problems? Because they mentioned basically overcommitted himself to doing too much. And that kind of caused um, uh, problems with his marriage and stuff, but it was at the same time, well, was there any issues with the business? So I definitely kind of feel like I want to know more, but as for someone that didn't know anything about him, I kind of left that and go, okay, I feel like I, I got a really good education into who he was, um might be like I said, if you're already familiar with him, it might not feel strange, but I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great, a great documentary. Because as far as like me and my wife were concerned, we'd seen Wolfgang Puck at Well Disney World in the Dis- in the downtown Disney sort of uh, Disney Springs area. And that was all we that's the only place we'd ever seen it. Um so it was always kind of like, well, who's that? You know, and that was you know, like this this kind of answer. But no, I, I nice to have this kind of different documentary. The director did tell me that the reason they went on to Disney Plus was to reach a younger audience and a bigger audience. And um, that was all, and I think from, from Wolfgang's but that's a very good point of stretching out to a, you know, had this been on the Food Network or something like that, I think by being on Disney Plus, I do think it hits a different audience. Um, and I, like I said, very interesting. I'm just glad we're getting something different. And that's what's nice. <laughs>
1: I, I definitely learned a lot from this. I knew very little about him outside of his name and his influence in the industry. I knew he was one of the trailblazers. I knew he had that, uh, that the, the chef having their name was like a huge deal that, that just did not happen. But outside of that, I did not know any of his rise, uh, any of the family stuff. It, but that was another part of the, the documentary that I kind of got a little annoyed at. They hinted at it a little bit like that he had a bad relationship with his son when he was, uh, when the son was young because obviously he was off doing TV interviews yeah. and he was traveling all around the country, opening up restaurants and his And his son very specifically said, like, I never saw him. And then we would have dinner at his restaurant so I could have a dinner with him. Yeah. And then they just skip over everything else. Is like, oh yeah. And now I'm following in his footsteps and I've got my own like, wait, no, we're missing, we're missing something
0: here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely kind of, um, I don't say the same thing, but you know, I mean, I've worked with my dad in the kitchen, for like 24 we've been working together in our businesses for like 25 years so i definitely got that whole gist of it and i to like like i said i think i understood that a lot much more but obviously yeah it didn't really go into too much detail and stuff but i think just as a whole it was just i don't know where it's going to fit in the disney plus ecosystem who's going to watch it um but it does feel like this is part of the kind of the overall feel of the more mature content is slowly starting to trickle in. This might not be a big hit day one, but this is going to be a hit probably for years for when someone knew comes in and going, Oh, well, here's a documentary. I don't, you know, you're gonna and they need more mature stuff on there in order to for when they put more on there. Because you know, we said like when the right stuff dropped, there wasn't really anything else like, but if you're starting to put little things like this, more and more of this on there, it's gonna feel less like a kids show area and i think that's that's what we need and i will
1: also uh, note that it's interesting that despite the fact that this is on disney plus they made no references to his uh, opening restaurants in Mm. in disney like if if you had not mentioned that it was over in disney springs i think there's one uh at anaheim as well i've been to it in vegas which obviously has no connection to disney other than the random people in costumes yeah. not not affiliated with Walt <laughs> Disney at all. Um, we wouldn't have known. The, this documentary would not have been, uh, you would not have come out and go, oh, I
0: could go to Wolfgang Puck's next time I visit Disney.
1: It, it's not mentioned at all.
0: No, but they're definitely, you can definitely see now that they're going out trying to buy different kind of, and come up with different pictures and stuff of trying to bring different kind of content. And I'm, I'm really good for, I know it's not going to be a big big popular one, but it's definitely definitely a highlight. Moving on from there, we had another new series drop this week. A little bit of a surprise one that they did because they had, um, we got the first two episodes of the Mysterious Benedict Society. So on early in the week, they kind of pulled a, a thing and were like, episode one and two is coming this week. And I went, oh, because I'd already seen episode one and two. So I was um, in that thing of... And it felt a little bit for me when I watched them of like WandaVision where you kind of needed to get to like, maybe like episode three to realise what was going on. And I felt like... With the mysterious benedict society i think we did need those two episodes to kind of get to where the show is going um i really enjoyed this series and um, the first two episodes i've seen um we'll have new episodes dropping every friday um, from now on for uh, it's an eight episodes so we got about number six weeks of it six seven weeks and um, i really enjoyed it um it wasn't what i was expecting um it's it was a bit kooky a little bit um, weird. I'm kind of set in the '70s, so that kind of uh, changed up the aesthetic of it and how they all act and stuff. Um, I didn't know. I, did, I had no clue when I went into this what to expect, and especially the first episode, I was like really intrigued, and I'm looking forward to this one. Each week. It's something different, something fresh, new story. It's not a reboot, it's not a remake or anything like that. Um, and I'm just like, wow, this is a really. And they, you know, Disney seem to be very happy with it and kind of trying to promote it and all the rest of it. And I do think they made the right decision in getting those two episodes out to kind of hook people. But what did you think of it?
1: I really enjoyed this a lot. And it's not just that it's something different. It's that it's well-made something mm. different. Like if if something came out and it's like, it's different, but yeah, you literally just slap popsicle sticks together. It's like, I'm yeah. not, not interested. This is actually really good. I'm also glad they dropped the two episodes uh, because episode one didn't really end on a good hook. It's a decent yeah. hook, but it, but episode two has a much better hook uh, yeah. to the end of it to make you want to come back for episode three. Uh, Cause episode one, it was almost entirely set up. It, it's, yeah. it's testing, testing. Ooh, here's some weird kids, more testing, testing. Welcome to the club. And, and it kind of ends there and it's like, that okay, I, I have no idea what I just watched. But
0: then you get into episode two, and the plot actually starts to move. Did you feel like with episode one that you were watching a movie? Because I did. I kind I, of forgot I was watching a TV show. Uh, and especially
1: since they're both like fifty minutes long, by the time you get to the end of episode two, you're like, "Wow, I just watched an entire movie worth of content, and we're really just at the beginning of it." Yeah. But but the quality was definitely movie. Uh, yeah you know, it, it's not a huge budget thing, so you, the special effects aren't super amazing, but what they are working with uh,
0: does work really well. Yeah, I'm just very, very impressed with this one. This one definitely came out, and I'm really hoping a lot of people check it out. Um, you know, we'll be talking about it a lot, I know, over the next few months. Um again, earlier this week, you did, I did put up some videos where I did speak with the cast of, um, I mean, speaking like to Tony Hale and stuff was great. And i would be honest, Spoke with the two kids, Mystic, and also the guy that played—was um, it Sparky Washington? I think it was, but Sp- um. Um, uh, yeah. Sticky, Sticky, Sticky. They those guys were so fun. I, I'll be honest, they, that was one of the best interviews I've had. Was with those two guys. They were so fun. Um, yeah, it's just a really, really interesting series. I'm just so glad people can watch it and get going on it. i really recommend it. Um, if you're only gonna watch one thing on Disney Plus, other than Loki this is you know if you this is if you've got one thing dropping on friday that's the one to go for go for it um it's a really great great series um yeah you can't go wrong with that one
1: there's a lot of personality to it uh, yeah all the characters they, they're quirky but not annoying quirky even the girl who is like literally annoying is not yeah. actually annoying she's kind of fun in her yeah. own quirky way
0: but evil as well i like, I like that about
1: her. <laughs> she's very snarky and and yeah. and I'm glad she's on the team because she's going to provide a different perspective than these other three who are definitely on the the goody two shoes but she wouldn't be on the team if she wasn't no. if she didn't have that empathy they were very clear about that um i would also say this has a very wes anderson vibe to it mm-hmm. um it, it doesn't go the full wes anderson you're not going to be finding all sorts of like symmetrical shops and stuff like yeah. that but uh the way the kids are acting um the general tone, the general feel, the kind of atmosphere they're building, definitely feels
0: like Wes Anderson. Mm. Yeah, no, def- definitely really enjoyable one. Um, so moving on from there, let's now talk about Star Wars: The Bad Batch. This it is, it is a, I kind of love the fact now that we have so much to talk about. <laughs> it's like and there's such I, a variety. You know, it does really make a difference.
1: Actually, it was pretty overwhelming this week. with yeah. uh, sure. Loki was off on its own, yeah. and then uh, Love, Victor, and yeah. Modocker you know, yeah. we can, i can watch them whenever because yeah. uh they're already out here but even with that i'm like wolfgang two episodes of this bad batch and it's like i <laughs> i need to take friday off <laughs> i didn't but it, it really felt like i should have
0: yeah I'll, be, I'll yeah it's, it's just it's great to kind of like you said but this is in some ways, it was like you know where, where they like announced all the move to Wednesday. We we're, well, we're, we're gonna have to do? that then like, no, we're gonna have to leave it on Wednesday because there's that much stuff to get to be able to watch. <laughs> we need a few. We might need a few days to kind of catch up on everything. But yeah, so bad batch. What did you think of this week's episode?
1: This was a good episode. It was a pretty much a straight continuation of last week's episode, which helped it quite a bit because it, it meant the story got to move forward. Uh, I always love Cad Bane. He's he's always fun to follow. Uh, Fennec. Showing up definitely entertaining. Again, though, doesn't
0: feel like the bad batch are actually in their own show. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Even I was a bit like, oh, you know, these guys only had like thirty seconds as like footage. You know, they were barely in it, and they literally just turned up at the end to kind of um, pick up. I mean, you would have thought the way that they they got they rescued Omega, that they were literally flying around the the building. It's like I need help. I'm falling out with figure. They turn up, but like. I mean, you wouldn't even be able to get. It's like, how fast is is is, is like hyperspace? <laughs> it's like it's, to be to be fair.
1: That has been a question that has been unanswered at the very least since the Force Awakens. <laughs> uh, that Disney definitely
0: was just like, yeah, it's as fast as we need it to be for the plot.
1: <laughs> you know,
0: we've been like, you know I, know, I know space is is big at all, but it, I would hope that it would t- you know. That, it, that was a fast turnaround, even if they're on the same planet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I just, I, that was my one little finger going, well, have, like, that, that my little. there was definitely an Omega kind of, definitely about making her the main one of this one. I still find her a little bit annoying. Um, I, I, there's a whole, th- obviously, twist of the fact that she is essentially a, a clone of Django, you know, and I'm not sure, so is she Boba's sister or is she Boba's, alternate variant i don't quite know but um, i'm definitely setting up i think something for the book of boba fett i am i I am can guarantee that this is something that's coming up later i i'd assume so if if boba is considered to be Django's son
1: even though he's a direct clone i'd have to assume that she'd be considered the sister uh, that they would be siblings in this case um scientists might have a different view this might not be something that's actually been figured out yet um (laughs) But either way, the fact that they name dropped Boba, both calling him Alpha and actually using his name, uh, I suspect we don't even have to wait for the Book of Boba Fett to come out. He's going to show up in this series at some point. That, mm. that's they, they do seem to be setting that up. And it would not surprise me if things that they set up here, at the very least, get
0: referenced in Book of Boba yeah. uh, when that comes out. But yeah, no, I thought that was cool. Um, also Fennec showing again um, her kind of good side. You know she is a bounty hunter because we kind of saw that in the mandalorian didn't we where you know she does she's not necessarily um bad like bounty hunter so obviously she it was, i thought that was a nice twist with the because you're in some way you kind of assumed that she was on the same contract that Be- cad bane was you know you kind of and i think that was the way they set it up do so you assume that they were of course no she's on a different contract you know with another camino um yeah, and I just, again, it's really nice, solid, just having them to fight and the Bad Batch not be involved, and it, I just enjoyed it. It was a definitely just a fun episode, and um, I said, things moved along, we're at that mid-season point, this felt like we answered all the questions that we've been leading up to for the last few weeks, and now we're going to set this off on a new new way in going moving forward.
1: Yeah, and, and the only other thing to say is Cad Bane really needs to replace his droid, because if he's been working with that droid for so many years and omega was able to trick it so easily i oh, i would not trust <laughs> yeah i wouldn't trust that droid ever i'd, I'd replace
0: yeah. it immediately <laughs> yeah i mean cat bains is so cool and i mean um it's just it's the only thing that really gets me and this is my one, why does omega look like she's just a generic Female or just an generic character brought in that could be in a DreamWorks movie or anything like that. But Cad Bane, I mean, you can literally like see the, the, like how his skin is, and and it's like there's such a, I don't know, just Omega just looks so generic, and I really just dislike the whole style of her. Well, but she's got she's got
1: curly hair. There aren't yeah. many there aren't many Star Wars characters with curly hair. I that's yeah, I the just, best I got. Uh, yeah. To be fair, Cad Bane is also a returning character. Yeah. Uh, you know. His design was set during Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, his
0: design is great. I, yeah. I just love that one. Right, so that was a great episode. Um, I'm trying to think what should, So we had a new episode of Modoc as well. I just want to, we haven't mentioned that one for a while. Um, watched this latest episode. I really feel like with this show, that it's good in small doses, but I, I, I'm I like in and out on it. I don't quite, it's like, it was fun for a little bit like oh this is different and then it's like where what it's whining and i don't know what did you think of modok so far
1: so i'm not up to the current episode i've only gone through uh episode three at this yeah. point so i'm th- uh three behind right six yeah. came out this week
0: yeah yeah six came back.
1: um and i'm in kind of the same space like even though it's a shorter series it's only mm-hmm. 25 to 30 minutes long i cannot watch it back to back now i know longtime listeners will be like mm-hmm. you don't binge stuff anyway so yeah that is true um but I don't really feel much uh, compulsion to, to read, to read it, to watch it like, you know, middle of the week, Tuesday, yeah. like, what what am I going to watch right now? It's not, Oh, I should get caught up on Moto because now I've got these other things completely unrelated to Disney plus that I should get caught up in that may end up being watched yeah. instead. It, it's, it's a weird series. It's a bonker series. It's well enough put together. Like the production values yeah. are pretty solid, but I, it really, it's not that funny, which is kind of what I was expecting it to be. Mm. Sure, I, I hear and there every once in a while, but they seem to be much more interested in telling a somewhat serious story within like,
0: this is not what I was mm. signing up for with this one. Is it a bit of an odd one? Because Mordok's such a, a strange character and they're having a bit of fun within the Marvel thing, but I am just finding the host series. And I don't know, again, this series was like, they dropped the whole lot in the US back in May and then that was it, bang. I mean, I was like even trying to find the new episode yesterday. It was buried even on Disney Plus. I was like, um, "Well, if you know, you got a new episode drop, it should have been." You know, again, it 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 kind of feels like had this been weekly in the US, this might have helped kind of keep the momentum going a little bit. But it kind of just got dropped and run, and that was the end of it. Um, I don't know. It's a bit of an odd one. Again, I think the trouble is with the MCU now is where it's so big and so serious and so great that this show just kind of feels like it's an. Odd. I know it's, I know, it's completely separate. So therefore, you know, we're nowhere near. And it's an animated TV series. But I don't think, like, when I watch this compared to, like, Solar Opposites, which has been renewed for season four, um, that feels like I'm watching something that's fun. And Modoc is like, if you take away the little edgy me- co- comments about, like, other things in Marvel and the little connections and stuff, it's, like, not, not really much there. I don't know. It's a bit of an oddball. It,
1: it's like they wanted to do Deadpool, but they didn't commit to it completely yeah. and and you can tell that they kind of pulled back from what they wanted to do now they might have wanted to go far more uh humor and and disney balked at it or something like that we don't know the back room, but uh it
0: feels like it should be much better than it is yeah are you, are you up to date on love victor did you watch the second episode yes i
1: did i did watch the second episode of love victor some uh up on that and that is a show where when i'm kind of browsing through shows in the middle of the week i'm like oh yeah let me check that one yeah. out uh so you're enjoying that one i'm enjoying that one uh, a little bit of fake drama going on uh in episode two i'm assuming you saw it of course yeah yeah, the big, yeah I, I
0: I, i'm at the point where i i i got sent the first four episodes so uh, right, i right. I'm a little bit on the lines of, I can't remember exactly what happened in this so,
1: episode.
0: <laughs> so, so the, and I'm trying not to spoil it. like, well, uh, uh. <laughs> so the, the main
1: thing of course, is that his girlfriend from season one returns oh, right. to the show and she hangs out with college kids yeah. for part oh, of right. it. Yeah. And, and that was definitely my, like, I, I don't like this plot. I don't know where they're going with it though. I can probably guess, but anytime you do the, the high schooler pretending to be a college kid and then, and potentially setting up a dating scenario. I'm just like, yeah. really, are we doing this? Can we, can we not do this storyline? It's been played out on the other hand, pretty much every other storyline going on in there uh, is entertaining his, his mom coming to terms with it or kind of really, coming not. To terms with yeah. it? really not. She she's playing that she's cool with it, but it's very clear that she's not. Uh, is a really good story. His dad's doing better, but he's not good with it either. Um, and then the, the episode ends with him coming out to his classmates and them just being like, yeah. okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. Glad glad you're happy.
0: Uh, which well, it does a, have a, a, a nice little turn. Yeah, it will have, that will have an impact. Oh, of course. Forward. Um, there was, I mean, definitely a dad thing. You're going to see a very different thing with the dad moving forward. There's a, you see the, I mean, where the dad and the mom are just total opposites in terms of where they are in handling it. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, my only issue, and it might just be, but Maya looks about 12, so it doesn't really kind of work as well with her going off to college. She, I, to me, she just looks so young compared to everybody else. Um, so there's a whole thing of like college, I mean, it's, it's the age old thing, isn't it? Of um, how that all works out and stuff. But yeah, its I think it was more about like, she's of, She's constant she wants that reassurance and she wants somebody um, to, to love her. And, you know, obviously she's hurt by Victor And that's the whole kind of thing of going on. But again, just uh, as this series goes on, I'm at that point where um, I'm just waiting for episode five so I can kind of get going again. Because I, so the thing is as well, this is where like Love, Victor to me is one of those shows that this is a high school drama series, but it's a a real high school drama series. And the fact of it's actually, it's a bit, I would say like in that big shot zone, but a little bit, obviously a little bit more edgy, but where you're dealing with problems that they actually have to deal with rather than the super like the super fuzzy version of high school musical, where you know everything can be f- I, I just really I think love victories are much better high school drama series. It's it's a proper high school, you know, in they're dealing with high school issues. The parents and their stuff are there, but it's based around the high school kids. And I just think just as a whole, it's a really, soft, and I really, like I said, it, this feels to me like a perfect like Disney Plus show of why they moved it to Hulu. I mean, I know why they did we it, know why. <laughs> but they shouldn't, but they shouldn't have. Um, and, it, and season two pushes the boundaries a little bit more of it. But yeah, it definitely feels to me like, if, you don't have, if I wanted to watch one high school drama, I would pick that one. It's much more interesting as an add-out to watch. Yeah, out of all of the
1: ones that we have on the Disney Plus lineup, I'm not going to include uh, the other Hulu shows in that, just standard Disney yeah. Plus. If I was going to sit down and, and watch a high school series, I agree. This would be it. This would go over Big Shot, um, at least at this point, definitely over. Uh, high school musical mighty ducks isn't really high school but but they didn't because they? they were at high school Yeah, they actually well, look like they're in high school as opposed to these guys who definitely look like 20 year olds in high school yes
0: yeah, yeah. um <laughs> yeah i mean benji, yeah, does like, yeah. benji does look about like 29 so <laughs> they and they all <laughs> they all have
1: Perfect complexions, which is not something I remember from high school at <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I think I think our memories always state that we look like that, but it's like at the time everyone's just blotched.
1: <laughs> no, my memories don't actually let me be that delusional, <laughs> to be honest.
0: Yeah, it is that kind of thing it. Yeah, greasy I mean, even like it's like was it? Um was it Felix? Yeah, you know, you kind of like okay, you would be so spot. Yeah, like you say, you'd be so spotty. Um it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's it's definitely definitely a highlight. Um I definitely think that that's one of the one of the great star originals each week dropping. Um so that one's definitely a highlight. So now let's move now. I think that was all of them. Was oh we had the glooming? We had another episode of Glooming, which um here in the UK again, spooky drama series. M- me and my wife were enjoying that one. Another episode of Big Sky. Um, that one's kind of leading into I think next week is the finale, and this episode was really right you know ended and my wife telling goes. they're gonna have to do something with ronald now they're gonna have to do so they can't keep they can't keep letting them escape you know so like those those two shows are like my and my wife's shows now where we watch them together you know a little bit more gritty um yeah I we both we're really enjoying those shows that's definitely kind of the evening shows for, like, for us and that i'm really enjoying those two
1: so i i have not tried big sky at all mm-hmm. um i'll probably get to it at some point maybe if uh is that one getting another season? I can't. Remember. Yeah, that one's
0: getting another season. Yeah. So
1: I'll probably go ahead and watch this season at some point before the second season comes out. Uh, the the gloaming, the gloaming, however you yeah. pronounce it. Um, the first episode, if you recall, yeah. didn't fully drag me in, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it got much better. We're on episode yeah. three now, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's got much better once it it introduced the characters and and kind of stopped toying with the. Are we going to be supernatural or not? It's like, come on! You listed the genre as supernatural. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know. Yeah. Stop playing with it. Just go so into. My wife, it. it was that kind of thing, like when they, when the kind of the things were going off, going bump in the night. I could see my wife was like, "Oh, you know, now it's starting to get a bit more interesting." Whereas I was there going the opposite. It's like for me, like no, I actually don't. I, I would have just liked the police, the police drama side of things. Now, uh, I,
1: I would definitely agree with that. I prefer. Um, quote-unquote realistic police dramas uh i'm not really a fan of supernatural kind of stuff but if you're going to advertise to supernatural then just please do it don't don't pretend that oh no we're going to ground it in reality uh he's just got multiple person no come on
0: seriously (laughs) so that that one's definitely a good one so moving on from there let's talk about now about the big one that was the uh, latest episode of loki so that one dropped on wednesday this one was all about loki and sylvie um on a on a moon planet that's about to get blown up and they're trying to get back it's just them two um we learned a lot about it and obviously there's a big reference as well to the fact of loki being by which every in the comic books we've known for a while and you know, I mean, that was a big thing that really blew up across the internet. I'm kind of confirming that, which I think was good. And now, obviously, the whole question is like, who is Sylvie? Is she a Loki variant or is she an enchantress? The fact that even Marvel.com even put up an article about who is the enchantress or who is Sylvie the enchantress was a little bit on the lines of you are either trying to lead us well off the path or this is the introduction of the enchantress. Um, I mean, they keep making the fact that she's not a Loki, but um. Yeah, so what do you think on that one? Well, I'm not gonna
1: say what my prediction on is. She a Loki? Mm-hmm. Is she not a Loki? Uh, we'll we'll let that one unravel on its own. But this was a really fun episode. Uh, again, not an incredible amount of action. There were action oh, scenes, just, espe- just, especially yeah. the ending. Yeah, the the ending was a big action scene, and then there was the fight uh, on the train. But the majority of the episode was these two just talking. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, they were traveling while. They- mm-hmm wasn't just you know um, you know sitting in two chairs staring at each other kind of like last yeah. episode was with Owen Wilson uh, but it's amazing how good this series has been with how much just exposition is going
0: mm. on. I love the fact that like I can't sit there I don't like being back but I'm like because that's me I hate sitting back, back going forward when I'm on a train but it was so it's so, so like weird of like him just kind of like oh I can't sit that way and like little comments, like I said, and like him kind of drinking and having a bit of fun and really just showing that Loki side of like what we all love. You know, this is the Loki we love of him messing about and him being evil, but being mischievous, but still being likable, that likable rogue kind of thing of the, ch- you know, we I think that's what Loki is. And also lots of little references of him being thrown around and uh, acting like he is when, he's, when he sits up because of loads of clips of him kind of reenact, you know, of how it's exactly identical to how he is in the movies. But yeah very i love the colors i mean there's a lot of um especially the, the train was set up with the lighting so that was for like the the um colors you know the pinks and the purples and the blues that was all done on purpose um because the director um spacey said you know that's what she did because she's buying. and she wanted to set that up and so that was the whole kind of thing of how they did that um so just taking that away i mean, the, I, mean I thought it was quite an action-packed episode i think obviously the big end you know with them running lots of running lots of explosions you know you had fight scenes um i thought it was a much more it, it again it, it just looked on such a different level i mean i don't know if they used the volume it looked like they used the volume but i don't think they did i think they were on set but um it's it feels like loki is in that next step up in terms of how it looks it just looks like a movie
1: well and it, it draws a lot of visual cues from the MCU in particular uh, Infinity War and Endgame mm. like a, a lot of the special effects you can go well those meteors or, or moon chunks mm. whatever you want to call them they, they look like they came out of the scene of mm. uh, Thanos throwing the moon mm. and, and, uh, and scenes in Endgame towards the what well, the end of end game yeah. where they have the giant fight and they're using the same special effects so it just connects it all in really yeah. well and that final scene i mean there's a lot of action in that final scene and that's why i think you know you, you draw a lot from that and you don't realize that like three quarters of the show is actually just talking yeah uh, because that that scene does overwhelm the rest mm-hmm. of the show with how cool it's put together and they even disguised a lot of it to look like a single take now it's yeah. not but it it just flows together really yeah. well with a lot of kind of uh kind of like the the corridor scenes from netflix yeah. shows you know that that was a, a signature yeah. of those series now this didn't take place in a corridor but it had that same feel
0: hmm. but i mean again just the, the the discussion between the two of them of them getting to know each other um starting to not necessarily trust one another but trying to you know outdo one another and realizing they have to work together and you know they are connected you know there is a connection there between them and just i think that was the whole thing and i'm just talking about you know they're growing up and again i'm liking the fact that this is where that thing of they slow the pace down because you wouldn't get that in the loki movie you wouldn't have got that same aspect um and i just yeah i just a really good solid episode um, a little bit as well of the interesting thing with the variants that all the people working for the TVA are variants and they don't know they're variants. You know, again, you know, where's all that going? Um, but yeah, no, i again, I mean, at some point we're expecting Mobius to turn up and save the two of them. I mean, that's where I'm kind of expecting the door to open just before they they need to go, <laughs> that kind of thing, um, or something along those lines. Of, I mean, they're pretty much screwed. at the <laughs> voice. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, it definitely ended on a, well, you guys are in trouble. You might as well just go to a bar and drink while while the Annihilation happens around you. Um, Going back to the variance point, it will be interesting to see uh, if that applies to Mobius, which it probably does. And if so, is he
0: a variance of a character that we know? Uh, But he might, might, I don't necessarily think, they're. I don't know if they're variants of other characters i would have just imagined he is right just right. a no, human no. like uh, it's the fact that he's got this thing about jet skis maybe he sells jet skis in real life I don't know. maybe <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not saying
1: like you know just the, sell the, sofas right now i'm not saying like the counter clerk is actually an alternate yeah. reality t- tony stark or something like yeah. that but it would. W- oh, uh
0: yeah, you went a bit quiet. You went a bit quiet there. Sorry. <laughs>
1: right. um, it would be interesting if Mobius turned out to be a character that we already know, um, and if we go that route, would it also be a character who would have interacted with Loki at some point? Now, I'm I'm totally speculating on that, um, but yeah, it would be fun if it, if it turned out like if he was an alternate reality Thor or even a Loki himself. Uh, And that's not a prediction.
0: I'm just throwing stuff out there. Yeah, see, for me, he's probably just, you know, he's like a detective or somebody that works somewhere and they're just a variance of people. But it's for me, I like the fact, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the kind of thing you're like, where is this all going? I I definitely just was like, great. I really enjoyed the episode. Loved it. Um, Can't wait for more and yeah it's it's again it's just a really solid show it just feels in a different level to One Division and Falcon and the Winter Soldier doesn't it it
1: really does and I think at least part of that too is uh what Tom Hiddleston is bringing to the mm-hmm. table here now uh the woman who's playing Sylvia I don't know her name offhand uh is doing a great job too obviously Owen Wilson is doing great yeah um I know you you've always liked him I've I've hit and miss on his movies like some movies i really like and some movies i'm just like can can you please be quiet and go stand in the corner for a while this is definitely one of the ones that i like him Mm -hmm. in, he's doing a great job with this and for whatever reason them all kind of congealing in this show is holding it above even wandavision and uh winter soldier and i would have said you know it's because tom hiddleston is having so much fun but I mean, Elizabeth Olsen was clearly having a, a great yeah. time in WandaVision. So it's not just that there's, yeah. there is something that is elevating it.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's just a, it's just a superior series right now. Um, and then this one's going to be a bar setter for sure. And there's a reason, you know, it's the biggest Disney plus show It is the biggest Disney plus show right now. Um, and I think this one's going to be a hard one to beat for a while. But nevertheless, let us know what you think of Loki in the comments below. Get in touch with us as well. And as I said, go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. You can join our Facebook group. Become a patron and a YouTube channel member to help support um, our own network of podcasts, YouTube, and a website. And on that note, guys, thank you very much. We shall see you guys soon. Laters. Later.